This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's mentally, 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 mentally yours. Mentally yours. Mentally yours. Mentally yours. Hello and welcome back to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's mental health podcast. I'm Rachel Moss, Metro's lifestyle editor, and on today's episode, I'll be chatting about identity, fame, and mental health with James and Claire Buckley. James found fame playing Jay in the coming-of-age comedy The Inbetweeners, and now he and wife Claire share the highs and lows of parenting on their YouTube channel, At Home with the Buckleys. But before we hear from them, I've been hearing from all of you. As always, you've been getting in touch to let me know what you've been doing to support your mental health this week. Every day, or at least whenever I can, I write my journal. So in the morning, as soon as I've got up, I write about three pages and just get rid of all the stuff that's going on in my head and uh, focus on what I want to do. And then it's kind of done. So it's a place for me to leave all the blair. As a mum to two small humans, age six and 15 months, as a coach, as a trainer, as a supervisor, I find that I give so much of myself to my clients and my family throughout the week that it's difficult to find those pockets of time for myself. So I've started to create a new habit, a new routine. And every Sunday morning, a mum friend and I will go for a walk around the local nature trail. We'll laugh, we'll cry, we'll joke. And it's a great way for us to really enhance our well-being, to talk to each other, be out in nature and feel supported. James and Claire, thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited to chat to you both today. Um, I'm going to try really hard to call you James and not Jay because I imagine that must be very annoying. Do you still get that a lot? Yeah, it's fair enough. (laughs) It's not a million miles away from my actual name, so it doesn't bother me too much. (laughs) Claire, how is that for you when people still recognise James from the Inbetweeners all these years on? 
it's always quite funny, to be honest. Obviously, you know, the things that were said in the Inbetweeners, especially by James's character, are always uh, quite amusing <laughs> to hear <laughs> when you're in the train station or Asda or whatever he gets recognised. But it's always quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> we are of course talking about things like bus wankers um but hey if you, if you guys don't mind that that is great <laughs> James obviously you found fame with the inbetweeners at such a young age were you about like 19 20 at the time yeah I think I was 19 when we were making the first series of the inbetweeners mm-hmm. um I'd, I'd I'd been out of school for about five years by that point and I was working and doing jobs and stuff and I didn't feel particularly young. I think I was born about 50 anyway, so <laughs> I felt like I was doing what I should be doing, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. How did it impact you and your mental health at the time, suddenly being recognised by people on the street or, you know, being a household name? It's, um, it was something, it wasn't until maybe the second series where people started recognising me on the street and, and things like that. It's something that's quite, I still find really confusing. It's something, it's not something that I've gotten used to at all whatsoever. And I'm not even particularly that famous. I mean, God knows how, I don't know, Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise operates. Um, I like to hope that I'm just sort of a, a very normal bloke. And there have been times in my career where I've sort of, stood back and and looked in at what's going on and try and put some context to it in my head. For example, things like sitting on the couch talking to Jonathan Ross or Graham Norton or something like that. I always just feel like some bloke that was plucked from Dagenham and <laughs> put in a suit and sat on a chair. I don't, I don't I've never... I mean, that's true. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I never have really felt like that's, my, that's an, actually what my life is like. Um, I'm still very normal. I still potter about. I'm still, you know, go down the high street and take the kids to school. And the only thing that's really different is that is that people shout bus wanker at me. <laughs> um, luckily enough, everyone's uh, everyone's really really nice. But it, it's it's not something that I'm used to, or that I um, I wouldn't say I was comfortable with it. I wouldn't say that I hate it either. Um, but it is unusual having people complete strangers know who you are yeah. obviously it makes sense because I was in the in-betweeners but in my head it doesn't feel like that I, you know I still feel like a boy from Essex mm. sounds like almost like an element of imposter syndrome would you say that's fair yeah I think everyone's got that though I think everyone has imposter syndrome I don't think that's an unusual thing at all but I, I I'm definitely one of those people any kind of success that I've had I um, put it down to pure luck um, I know it's luck. I, I'm convinced it's luck. I've got friends. I know people that are way more talented than me. I grew up with people that are great singers and actors, and they've not had the success that I've had. So it's, it must be luck. Also, it, but whenever whenever anything goes wrong or something doesn't quite work out, I do make sure I blame myself. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think everyone does that. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. Um, Claire, I've read that before you met James, when you first met, you'd never actually watched The Inbetweeners, which I found quite crackers, um, but also quite fun. Maybe that's why you hit it off so easily. How was it for you dating someone who was in the public eye? Has that ever been difficult? Well, I I knew of The Inbetweeners. Um, I knew it was a thing. 
I'd seen adverts and stuff. I'd just never actually watched episodes of it. It just was something that just never happened. Um, But we were really young when we started dating. You know, we met at 20, 21. So it was just a sort of fun little ride at that time where, you know, sometimes people would want to have a picture with him or, or things like that. And we would sometimes go to posh little TV parties and stuff. So I think when you're that young, I just sort of took it in my stride. And it was, like I say, it was just fun. I think maybe if I was to meet uh, James now, being a little bit older, I think it maybe would be a little bit more daunting and, and stuff like that. But yeah, no, it was just, we were just young enough to to sort of enjoy it and have fun. But then also um, we had a baby quite quickly into the relationship so I very quickly just sort of settled into mum life so didn't have really much time to think <laughs> not really no we moved quite fast didn't we? We? <laughs> I was making the in-betweeners we were having a baby we were trying to get married we were mm-hmm. trying to buy a house it was it was a really really hectic like in the space of about 18 months Three we years, did we yeah. checked off everything that you're supposed <laughs> to do in life um but yeah I don't think that the, me being off the telly thing has been a problem. What's the word? Personally, actual personally, I I, I find the online thing. I've I've had to sort of um, I've recently just deleted my Twitter account and things like that. That was always the problem for me. Just sort of even when I got home, that's when the when you're at home and you're supposed to be in your safest part. If you're out on the street, everyone's lovely to you. But when you're at home, you're meant to be safe and sound when people really get to you and say some awful stuff about you and um that's been that's been something that's been difficult for me to to deal with mentally and um sort of confidence and self-esteem issues and stuff and it's it literally is off just off of the back of twitter it's been a real sort of i'm glad that i'm got nothing to do with that now yeah or whatever um... it's called it's not even called twitter is it (laughs) Yeah, X. Uh, yeah, no, I can uh, definitely attest to things not being nice on there. I'm sure, you know, nowhere near the volume that you've had, but journalists get all sorts of crap on there as well sometimes. And uh, it can just be, yeah, it's very, it can be a very toxic space. I know you've um, mentioned in the past that you've experienced anxiety. Are you happy to tell us a bit about that? And was that, was the kind of online world part of that experience did it maybe fuel any of those feelings yeah I think I think it's mainly down to that um but but stress and anxiety I'm quite a stressed out guy I do make a big meal of stuff sometimes um especially with my job which by the way is the easiest job in the world it's the best job in the world it's so easy um I'd never once ever pretend that it's difficult or um, like my saying has always been, I've, I've just always tried my hardest to not have to work for a living. And that's, <laughs> that's sort of the, the motto that I live by. Um, but in my head, I'd sometimes maybe take things way too seriously. I remember when we were making the first in between this film and we were, we were sort of schizophrenic, all four of us. We were going up and down. One week we thought we were making the, the funniest film that's ever been made. And we were so excited and, couldn't believe our luck. And then the next week, a couple of things would go wrong. We were out on a boat, like a party boat for a week, and the weather was terrible and people were being sick. And Simon Bird, bless him, he's got a very sensitive stomach. <laughs> uh, and we were like, 
just looking at each other going, oh God, I don't think this is right. I think we're making a terrible mistake with this film. I think we're ruining it, ruining it. And um, that's, that's uh, I've carried that. I've kept that, that, that thought. Um, a lot of stuff that I do, whenever, I've, whenever I'm on set, especially over the last few years, I've not been particularly active over the last five years, especially, um, because it is... I, I wind myself up. I sit there on a film set or, or in a studio making a TV show and I just sit there going, all these people are going to, they're going to catch on. They're going to find me out. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm going to ruin this thing for them. I'm going to waste all their money. Um, and this is going to be a total disaster and it's all going to be my fault. And then that's literally the sentences that are going through my head and then they y- yell action and then I get on with what I'm supposed to do. But since I've, um, I think you balance it a little bit more, a little bit better these days. Yeah, I think, um, I think I listen to it, it's just prioritizing as well, and I think we're all guilty of that. Like you say, the uh, the nobodies on Twitter that don't even mean what they're saying, maybe just want a reaction or, or um, you know, that that sort of thing. Whereas where I should just be listening to Claire, and my wife, and my kids, mm. and. Those guys seem to like me. (laughs) Claire, how is it for you hearing James talk about this stuff? Because I know it can just be incredibly difficult when someone you love is struggling. Um, How have have you found that? Yeah, I mean, again, I think it's that, you know, balance and and bringing bringing them back down to stuff that that matters. Um, Like I said, you know, more recently um, that you've definitely been a little bit more balanced. And I think some people um, aren't cut out for social media and, you know, a, a, a big interaction with people um, because, you know, sometimes, you know, like James says, sometimes it's not very nice stuff. But I think what's important, and, you know, we, we talk about this with each other, um, about our kids getting older and, you know, the inevitable time where they're going to want to be on some sort of social media is just to always make sure that you protect yourself as much as you can and that you always remember that when you're at home you know and the day's done and you you close that door and you're having dinner with your family and stuff like that it's important to put you know devices down and and come off of that and not let it not let it impact every single part of your life which you know sometimes is probably harder to yeah, do than, than to say but done, I, sure yeah but I think having you know like James says having us you know his kids and me and family run about that that does help but it's it's different for me because I'm looking at it from a, a totally different perspective it's hard to understand being somebody who's so recognizable mm. yeah it's lovely to hear though obviously you've got each other and you've got that support and do you have any coping mechanisms that you have discovered that help you to just manage all of these feelings? I know for some people it might be therapy or for others it might be something like cooking because you've recently done MasterChef. Yeah, I've not um I've not sort of publicly spoken about it, but I've I've had um therapy sessions and things like that on online which suited me. Mm. I got to sit here right now so I felt quite comfortable and um, just being able to talk through stuff um, with a professional was was something that that helped me a lot with with uh, with self esteem and confidence and things like that. And and then shortly after I was 
doing those sessions, I, I actually signed on to do a, a West End play, which I never would have done in a million years. But if I felt like I'd, it, it helps me reason reason stuff, yeah. makes makes sense of stuff. The the old brain there can be such a big old scribbly mess sometimes. When you when you know you are being reasonable, yeah, it it helped you understand that. It helped you notice that you were doing that yeah. and it helped you understand that maybe what he was thinking wasn't true and, you know, it, it was just inside that, or, I mean, I don't, it was your brain sort of playing these terrible tricks on you that can sometimes I, Yeah, that's happen, it. That's you know? literally it. That's basically what mental illness is, I guess, is your brain playing tricks on you. It's great that the, that I I've, personally, I think it's great that the online therapy thing has, has become more... Um, more of a, a not an unusual um, sort of thing these days mm. because just if you are sort of stressed and anxious going to an office and meeting here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Someone for the first time and things yeah. like that can be incredibly daunting. So yeah. I, th- I think it's great now that just through through chatting to someone on camera, over your computer, or on, even on your phone, I feel like that's going to help loads and loads of people it makes it more available to people as well which is only a good thing I'm, I'm a real advocate of, of talking to therapists I, I think um I don't think I think we, we we we're living in a very odd sort of world it feels like we're very far away from our natural way of living our lives I think everyone could do with having a chat once a week <laughs> Everyone needs therapy. I think I, I, I do think so. Yeah. I don't think it's unusual no. or, or bizarre at all whatsoever. In fact, in fact, I think it's it's incredibly common. Mm-hmm. Um, which again isn't a good thing, but it's <laughs> it is what it is. No, I completely agree. And uh, yeah, thank you for sharing that because you know the more we normalise it, the better. Because as you say, it's a good thing. It helps people um, definitely. So you have had this kind of huge shift in identity from someone we know as being like a cheeky teenager on the in-betweeners to now being a dad. Um, and you've both got a very successful YouTube channel together, um, all about parenting and life and fun and highs and lows. Did becoming a parent shift your identity for either of you or how did that impact your mental health I know a lot of people worry about losing themselves or becoming a completely different person what was that like for you I think it massively shifted my identity because from the from since I can remember I had this goal in life that I wanted to be in a 
TV sitcom and I wanted to make people laugh on the television. And I was so focused on that from the age of, I don't know, six or seven. I was just obsessed with comedy and that was all I wanted to do. And that was the be all and end all to me, James Buckley, comedic actor. And then obviously this little guy turns up, Harrison, who's, you know, one of the greatest people in the world. <laughs> it's definitely a tie between he, him and his brother. Um, although I've got I thought you were going to say some days, some days one of them wins. And, you know. <laughs> um, but it's um, that shifted completely. I, I went totally from I want to be on television and I want to, I want to make people laugh on television to, well, this is just hanging out with this guy. That's the, my most favourite thing to do. That's my ambition now. I want to spend as much time with this person as I possibly can. Um, so that that shifted my whole sort of thought process and the way I'd go about things. It no longer became, oh, if I do this job, will it lead on to this? Will I learn this? Oh, will I get to work with this person? Oh, wouldn't it be great if I ended up on this show? To someone offers me a job and I go, mm, is it worth it? Do I want really want to be in a way? Do I want to get leave this guy and 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 you know my wife as well who would love spending time with which is fair enough I can say that can I sure yeah Public. Do, you, do you mean it <laughs> yeah I mean <laughs> say it if you mean it yeah we're, we're not we're, pair of us aren't comfortable with PDAs no um but it's um that's what shifted for me I, I became a dad and yeah. not only did I become a dad but I became someone completely obsessed yeah um with spending as much time as possible any time that I'm not with my kids I feel is the time that I've, that's been wasted which I think most people feel about their kids. Yeah, I mean, um, I was in the really, really lucky position, which I'm so grateful for, um, that I could stay at home uh, with the boys and obviously James's work, which is, you know, not a, a normal line of work where he would maybe be away for a few weeks to film something or a couple of months here and there. And then he was home a lot as well. Um, but I just... That was my number one job. That was all I had to do was to look after these little kids and make sure they were all right. So I very quickly um, just that 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 was who I became. And, you know, like you said earlier, sometimes it's a little bit daunting because you can feel like you lose yourself, which I think you definitely go through that um, no matter what your job is, whether you're a stay-at-home parent or working parent or... I think you always worry about, you know, am I the same? Am I doing good enough? Uh, am I losing myself or am I not giving enough of myself? Um, and, you know, we've always just said, if you're doing the absolute best you can, then, it, you know, your your kids know that and they, they only need from you what you can give them. Um, and that I just think, you know, we, we spoke to a couple of friends of ours who have, of not long had a baby and I was chatting to her just about just how important it is not to try and beat yourself up even though it's really really hard and everybody will probably do it but you know we're coming out this other side where <clears throat> our kids are getting a little bit older and we can you know they, they're a little bit more independent in lots of day-to-day -day stuff and you can sort of sit back and look back on it and you are just sort of like we did we did great we did fine you know there's the struggles, there's the ups and downs, but 
they're, they're here, they're good. <laughs> we were actually laughing yesterday. Me and Claire were talking about when we got Harrison back to our little flat where we would lived in at the beginning and after he was born after he was born yeah. and it was the first time it was just the three of us alone and we laid him down on the bed we both looked at each other and we just went right well we've got to keep this thing alive now, <laughs> yeah. and um that was sort of the bar that we set <laughs> i said a little bit <laughs> as long as we keep them alive keep them Hydrated. fed yeah <laughs> Um, but it's um, obviously, you know, as Claire said, if, you, if you're doing your best, you're doing more than enough. Yeah. You're probably spoiling them, so you should stop. <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, it's difficult, isn't it, to not, uh, to not worry, <laughs> worry about your kids. That's, that's all they do, make you worry. <laughs> no, it's true. It is very true. What do the kids make of your YouTube channel? Do you think they'll get to the stage when they're a bit older and they go, oh, God, mum and dad, you're so embarrassing. Why are you sharing all this stuff? Um, are they on board at the moment? They're on board. They they love it. Um, we don't we don't have them on the YouTube channel because um, we don't put them on social media or anything like that. So we do feel like even if in a couple of years' time where they think, oh, that was so embarrassing, they're at least they're not in it. So we, we don't we don't put mm. them through that. Um I've done enough embarrassing stuff <laughs> in public on the television. And but it's the, too late the, for me. The thing is, I mean we've got two boys who very much have James's sense of humour. Um so you know basically <laughs> everything yeah. No, they outgrow me. They'll eventually outgrow me. <laughs> everything James does, they find they find funny anyway. Um, but the YouTube channel, I mean, has become like you know James was talking earlier, just sort of the struggles with online stuff and and things like that. So having a YouTube channel probably seems like something that he maybe wouldn't want to do. Um, but we've managed to get this great little community of of people who watch it sort of every week or, or when they can and you know you really start to recognize names and comments and and people and because it's just such a you know light-hearted at home we started it in lockdown which I think straight away made it really easy to connect with people who were watching we, we've just got so much in common with, with the audience that watches it you know we do stuff that they we know that they'll like to watch or that they do themselves and I mean, it's, it's it sounds really mundane, but it's literally, you know, James will chat to the to is, the other dads about grass and how the best the well, best way to upkeep the lawn. Then, that's not mundane. It's genuinely quite interesting. That is what our our little YouTube uh, community is like. So that's been, I think, that's actually helped you quite yeah, a lot. Really nice. The response was really nice, and I'm not saying that we, you know, that I deserve a good response to everything that I do or <laughs> that it's my right. Um, but it's, it has been really good fun, um, our little YouTube endeavour. And obviously the children are the YouTube generation, our kids, and yeah. they want to be YouTubers half the time. And Yeah, I think being on YouTube is so actually that's, that's quite, better than the television. That's impressed them. That, yeah. that, and they're desperate to be on it as well. They they really want to be in our vlogs and stuff like that. Um, but we've, well, we've always sort of felt like it's, it should be their choice when they're ready and old enough to, to make, to make it choice. because yeah. once you open that box is it's difficult to shut it again yeah. and I wouldn't want to make that decision for them I know right now at the age of 
10 and 12 that they really want to be on YouTube. But, you know, when they get to 16, 17, 18, they might go, I wish you you hadn't let me do that. So once they're a bit older, once they're sort of 16, I think. Do you think we'll still be doing it by then? I will be. (laughs) I'm sure you'd have left me by then, Claire, but... I'll still be there, and I'm. St- I'm. By the way, I'm. I'm keeping at home with the Buckleys as well as my brand name. At home with Buckley. At home with, with Buckley. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite the same ring. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you shared so much with us. Thank you both. Before we let you go, and um, we've got one final question that we do ask all of our podcast guests, and that's: What's the most important lesson you've learned about mental health that you'd like to share with the mentally yours listeners? One thing. Um, it's difficult, to say, it's difficult for me to say one thing, but first of all, just remember it's not, it's not un- uncommon. And those people that maybe you don't want to burden with your problems and, you know, they're probably going through the same thing and feeling the exact same as you, but also too scared to talk about it. Talking about it is probably the most important thing, which I appreciate is difficult. You know, there's been times in my life where things are going through my head. And the last person I want to talk to about it is Claire. I don't want to scare her or freak her out or, or you know be a burden on her i'm supposed to be the person who's the, the anti i'm supposed to be the thing in her life that's not the burden um so i understand that appreciate that do talk to people do talk to people because they do want to hear it yeah as much as you a lot of people even when sometimes your brain tries to tell you otherwise there's a lot of people in in your life that care about you mm. um and also give yourself a break give yourself a break um sometimes tragic things happen in our lives and that's a part of life and and people sort of go all oh, right well I better give myself a shake uh I've got to get on with it I've got to get back to work you know I can't sit around being sad all day well sometimes sad things happen and sometimes you just got to be sad you'd be a psychopath if you wasn't sad sometimes so give yourself a break acknowledge that it's okay to feel the way that you feel make sure that you talk to people and I think I think that's the sort of the two key ones for me personally I agree and and sort of being on the side where you know being the other person where James you know saying that you maybe don't want to burden somebody or, or that sort of thing you know I can only speak for myself personally and us of course but those people do want to hear it you know and and they do want you to talk to them um and then just on the sort of give yourself a break thing I think what what you touched on earlier Rachel is just like you know the same thing if it's a barbecue that makes you happy you know if it's taking care of your lawn if it if it's a a walk in the in the woods whatever it might be you know just be always try and remember to be kind to yourself as well yeah don't worry if you can find a bit of respite from from things that's absolutely fine. Give yeah. yourself a break. That is literally it. And I know it's difficult. I know that yeah. we're getting pressure from everything. Don't drive your car anymore. Well, I just need to drive my car because <laughs> I've got to get to work. And, don't eat that. That's not good for you. Or that's bad for the environment. Like everything you do is yeah. that you're being, you know, there's so much Threatening. pressure from all angles in our lives. Um, so give yourself a break. Just do your best. That's all you can do. If you've been working hard all day and, you know, and you're trying to be fit and stuff like that, but maybe all you've got time is for a cheeseburger from a fast food place, then just grab it and enjoy <laughs> it because they're tasty. Give yourself a break. You went into, you went from really good stuff there right into just what, 
what James we all know, wants to do. <laughs> we all know what we should be doing. We all know how we should be living our lives. And we're all told constantly how we could have a life like this and you're, you could be perfect like me. And we just got to remember, oh, hang on a minute, this is all a lie. <laughs> None <laughs> of that's perfect. true. Nobody's perfect. But it's really difficult to, I find my, I do it constantly, constantly having to remind myself, hang on a minute, that person's not a real, that, no one lives their life like that. Yeah. So give yourself a break, talk to people. That would be my advice. I love that. Words to live by. I'm going to give myself a break and go and have a cuppa in a minute. Uh, thank you both so much for joining us and for being so open today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. That was really nice. Cheers, Rachel. It's mentally, 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 mentally yours. Mentally yours. Mentally yours. Thank you so much to James and Claire for being our guests this week on Mentally Yours. If you've been affected by anything you've heard today, please call the Samaritans on 116-123. You can find us on our Facebook group, Mentally Yours, and on X at MentallyYRS. And get involved. Please tell us what you've been doing this week to look after your mental health. Message Pineapple Audio Production on Instagram with your voice note. Thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to follow and review for more podcast episodes coming your way soon. Mentally Yours is produced by Pineapple Audio Production. Bye for now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.